And welcome to Shungite Reality. It's October 5th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condent. Mark, I don't think, is on the call yet, is he? I don't think no, Mark joined Is he here? Good morning, everybody. Oh, I'm there here. he is. Okay. I had the other screen up. I wasn't sure. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Computer's running a, a little slow, but glad to be here. Hi, Derek. Hi, Nancy. Morning, Mark. Welcome. Good morning. Well, um, Derek had trouble with his Skype. And Derek, can you tell people about how they can get on online Skype? Just pass on the information. I didn't know about it. Oh, sure. Yeah, what we're talking about is we had some um, drama on one of the other podcasts. Um, so, you know, probably everybody listening heard that, mute issues. Um, long story short, the desktop version of Skype for Windows on the, at least my PC um, and I reinstalled it today twice already um, before this podcast and still had issues with it. Um, just lots of issues. Just to, I don't really need to get into specifics, but um, you can't mute, you can't move around, navigate within the application. So what we're talking about is there is a web browser version of Skype you can use. And really, you just type in web.skype.com and it'll open up a new web browser. And then you'll go through the normal login processes. Um, and you'll be able to use it there. So just kind of a workaround if you're having um, application issues with Skype on your PC. And it's a brand new computer, so it's not a, and I am a, a computer technician as well, so I can, you know, mess around with computers on all levels. Um, and it's even still giving me issues. So just, we just wanted to mention that workaround. And actually, that's what I'm using now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what you're using now. So we'll see. We'll see how it works. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm asking for leeway here in case there's still muting issues. But right. things like it works. If he disappears, then forget what we told you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so... Um, all right, Der Der Derek has a, a situation from yesterday. And we're just going to kind of talk about it a little bit here because um, he had a, a fair and a woman brought in a service dog, which was no problem, except the service dog was not behaving correctly in that it was uh, barking and aggressive towards people and disrupting the fair <laughs> terribly. And uh, there were other issues like um, the fact that the dog was not taken out and walked and was kept in a pen, and it, w it was not a good scene altogether. Now, Derek will tell you that service dogs, well, I'm, I'm going to have him go through the, the about service dogs, but it was never an issue with the service dog. It was that he's trying to promote a an environment where you have a good amount of people who are attempting to communicate with other people because it's a fair in a building and other people are doing sessions in rooms near this place I mean it's one building and this poor little doggy was you know just disrupting everything so they tried to explain this to the woman, and she kind of went a little bit berserk, and she's been posting things on her Facebook that are not true, eh? 
and be not nice. So because this radio show is designed to talk to the world, but also talk to the people that are, you know, I'm going to call them like members of the Mystical Wear family. Um, Derek felt, and I agreed with him, you know, that this should be put out there because the woman is going out of her way to attack. And it's just not required. You know, if they could have been other ways of doing things, but she just didn't do it. So, um, is there something that you would like to say beyond that, Derek? Because I do want you to talk about service dogs, service animals, and how insane that has become. <laughs> oh, and I'm no expert on any of this stuff by any means. No, I'm, I know it's, it's 3D drama. I'm trying to keep it kind of, you know, categorized into that and try not to let that kind of stuff get to me too much. But no, the dogs did nothing wrong. And that's the gist of what happened. Um, is we're not anti-animals on any level. I mean, I don't know how, how many furry family members I have at this point, because it seems like I keep finding a new cat. My, my daughter, Libby brought it. Um, and or dogs, it doesn't matter. Um, no, it wasn't. And the, the the little dog did nothing wrong. It was forced into an environment or situation that it shouldn't have have had to have been forced into. It was just horrible. Now I don't want to get too much into it because you know I don't want to you know put too much energy behind all this. It's just unfortunate when us as a business or a growing community try to make our space available for again the community members. And I'm not going to get into specifics, but let's just say we're on our fees and charges energy exchange are so minimal um that it, it's it's not a money thing for us it's really about growing the community so it's really unfortunate when individuals like this come back at us doing these things and threatening us um even threatening they're going to the feds they said and they're going to contact so-and-so this that and the other i'm like about what what are you even talking about and i know this must be hard to even listen to. That's why I'm kind of going to be vague, Nancy, because still the listeners are going, what are they even talking about still? Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it was just a situation that, you know, and long story short, we were basically asking the vendor um, not to come back sort of thing. And then that's where it kind of went south. And then they're just pulling, saying that we, um, you can't refuse a service dog. And there were no papers, there were no vests or anything like that, but we didn't question that anyway. We just we let her come in regardless. It wasn't announced that you're bringing a, an animal into the retail space and laying puppy pads all over the place so the dog could go to the bathroom in the event during it, which is, I mean, we have a area outside as well. So there's just lots of, I'll just say retail circumstances because I have to watch that as well. This is a family-friendly um, store and fair, and we had lots of kids, and that was one of the issues Anytime a, a child would run by and have fun, as they should be doing, um, or, or feel free to do, not get aggressively barked at by a dog, where then the, the person grabs a blanket and literally, and I watched it happen, cram the blanket over the dog's head and shove it down into a little crate. Um, and I'm, I'm like, are you kidding me? And then, so anyway, we're, <clears throat> it was an unfortunate situation. Um, the dog's welcome back anytime. It was the human that we had issues with. To put it, you know, kind of blunt. Um, so now it's, um, I'm trying to think about what else maybe really ties into the, um, oh yeah, the, uh, yeah, you can't deny, and we never would anyway, refuse service to a, um, uh, they call them different things, but uh, what's, Nancy, the name of the um, service dog? Service, service animal. Yeah, I think they call them, yeah, yeah, you're right. And there was, 
because I looked into more of it last night, and there are different terms depending on the website you go to. But yeah, service animal, um, no, because they're they're necessary, they're needed, they're fantastic that they're so many different types of animals are willing to help us humans in that role to to play the role of service animals. Love it, that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, so that that was just vague point of the um, some vague points of what really happened, and then we did some research to look into the service animal aspect of it to see what requirements were and whatnot. Um, and long story short, this, I didn't, and I went to the various government websites and Nancy, if you get links, we can share them in a bit and talk about it, but there weren't a whole lot of restrictions. Um, and you can, there's literally, and I'll have to bring it up. I should, I know we were jumping straight into this one, but I'll try and bring it up, but there's literally only two questions you can ask a person that has a service animal. Um, and it's, I, I think, and again, let's Google it. We'll bring it up. But it's one of them was ask um, what the service animal's purpose is and then how it was trained, not how, where it was trained, but what it's trained to do, be it alert to high blood pressure, um, you know, um, whatever, whatever that might be. If, if somebody has maybe seizure issues, it'll trigger to that. There's lots of reasons. Um, so those are the only two questions you can ask. Again, we didn't even ask her when she came in. She literally walked in the door to Miss Gawares five feet in the entrance and I just happened to be in that area and it went berserk at me and well there were probably six people in there and I'm like what the heck is going on and I of course I perceived the, the little puppy because there's a four-month-old puppy she told us don't quite know how it got service animal trained within that time frame or it's even something but we'll go past that one as well um but no the the puppy was just thrust into this group of just individuals everywhere and then again yanked you know, out of its, um, it was in a, like a basket or something. It's really hard to tell. Um, but you know, just thrust into an environment that it wasn't comfortable with. So I don't blame him for having, feeling uncomfortable and barking and having issues. So again, no, no animal or dog issues here, just human ones. Um, we just need to think about those little guys a little more. So yeah, so we got blasted after that. We, we, you know, said we're not comfortable and she, in the email with what was happening. Um, so then she decided to blast us on Facebook and social media and send us threatening emails, many, I mean, all sorts of stuff. And we didn't want any of this public. I'm not about this drama. There's enough we all deal with as individuals day to day to add this or advertise it like we're doing right now, even talking about it. Um, but we have to do a response as a company because she was, you know, cutting and pasting different parts of the email and not giving the whole story or stating it out of context. So it made no sense when we were literally coming at this is just trying to provide space for the community. Um, so I'm really hoping I'm trying to, you know, well, it's really, it's, it's really, you know, I mean like lady, he's got a radio show, a number of them, you know, don't go after somebody that's got a radio show <laughs> because, well, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, it's just unfortunate she's doing that. Um, and yeah, anyway, so I was going to, but there, you know, there, there's so many people out there that, are good, unbelievable human beings, and then you get these weird ones, and they're not bad human beings, they're just not conforming to what is expected, and I don't know why there's so many of them. But, I mean, this is not an, an isolated occasion when somebody's doing something that is just contrary to good behavior <laughs> in a lot of ways. But, um, the concept of the service dog, too, is that I have a friend of mine, and she found out a place online where you could 
sign your dog up as a service dog and get some kind of a certificate or something. You know, the, just because somebody is saying they have a service dog doesn't mean that's a trained dog. You know, they said it. Okay, so we believe them because we're good people and we believe you're going to tell us the truth. But the reality is, is that in a retail setting, you know, sometimes you have to make these decisions that are going to cause you to have, you know, maybe some problems on the side. But it's so important that we really focus on what the fair was doing and what was the fair doing. It was, a, it was, an, everybody had a good time. You know, over the weekend, it was in your facility. It was nice. You didn't have to worry about the rain, and there wasn't very many people there. But they all did really good business, but they also did so much for each other, is the way that I got from listening to you Saturday after the show. Um, you want to just tell people a little bit more about that? Oh, sure. It was a two day fair, and it was free to the public. So we called it. Um, mystical wares, and we're planning, I'm hoping I don't get too much, you know, energy buildup within myself, just to be blunt, because I'm talking to energy conscious individuals, so you'll get it to where I start getting too jaded, and maybe stop them, or don't do them, or something like that, because it's just, I can only do so much, and I only, here in 3D, have only so much time and energy to put towards anything, or individual, and that's unfortunate, um, but it is what it is, I have to look at the bigger picture, and again, as Nancy mentioned, run a retail store as well, so I wear lots of hats and I have to think about those other, you know, a couple few hundred people that did come in on that day and cycle through with kids, family members, or those that maybe are scared of dogs or have past issues. And it's not just being around it, but because the dog was, again, aggressively barking throughout the day. It wasn't that just a one-time instance. Um, so again, it wasn't, the dog was put in an uncomfortable situation. I love all animals. It wasn't a dog issue. Again, it was a human one. Um, but, what, but coming from that, we also have to worry about then the kids. So when they were running around, or like an example is a couple of four or five-year-old kids were playing in the copper pyramids. Well, they were having fun. You know, they, they were thinking they were a spaceship and this and the other, being kids. And then all of a sudden, the dog just starts going aggressively uh, barking at them and others. And then to see how she responded to it was just not good. So I had to choose as a business owner um, to just not invite them back and have them in the environment. There's nothing, there was nothing put on social media. Nobody talked to, there was no other drama built up about this until that happened. They came back um, just threatening us and then emails and literally telling us they're going to go to the government and about us refusing. You can't refuse service animals. I'm like, we didn't refuse a service animal. We're refusing to have you back as a vendor in our space all day long. That's all we were doing. And we didn't even put it that way. We we're much more PC about it. Um, so it's just, again, it's unfortunate that we're doing this for the community um, so we can expand and everybody do. And if, if I want to get in the money aspect of it, and I don't like to, but we can, um, these fairs, we charged $25 for a table to have a space in there to, to sell their wares for the entire day. And similar fairs are up over $150 a table. So we're not nickel and diming anybody or anything like that we're not trying to live off these fairs or other individuals we don't take percentages of their money we do nothing but promote online paid advertising we do for this as well i don't advertise i know that's kind of contradictory there i don't advertise to the vendors we just do it um and a lot of other stuff behind the scenes talking on these podcasts the various radio shows i do all of it promotion for it um and i'm not so it's just 
it's frustrating is what I can say. Um, and again, nothing on the dog. So that's just some of the drama we've dealt with. I'm not sure if you even want to get any more into that, Nancy, or not. Or No, we're good. I just want you to talk about the type of uh, things that you had there. You know, who, who, was it all minerals? Was it? T- tell me more about the people, the vendors that went to this show. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, no. So for those who are listening, too, um, yeah, so don't, don't, please don't let, don't read this as a whole negative event. No, it was a fantastic event. Um, the vendors were great. Uh, they had a good time. Very, very busy. Several of them approached me, said they had the best days ever in their, and they, these are vendors that um, have 10, 20, 30 years experience vending, doing this type of thing, type of thing. So I was thrilled and excited to hear that they had had their, you know, best energy, just energy money. So they made money. Um, I like to see this energy um, days ever at the fair. And they were telling me that as they left. So I was thrilled to hear that we had, and it's, there is no such thing as competition with someone like me, meaning you, the pie is big enough. And by the way, teach everybody to bake a pie. You have more pies. So what I'm getting at is here, we had vendors in there selling rocks and crystals as well, different pendants, the same stuff we sell. We're not looking to, you know, keep that out of there or anything. Again, it's a community event. So we saw no competition. We brought them all in, be it tarot readers, um, a good friend friend of mine, Lola Singer, gifted artist as well. Um, So she was doing different, um, you know, uh, spirit guide drawings, along with tarot card readings. We had um, a palm reader in there, different uh, copper artists as well. Uh, Beautiful talent there, um, all of them. And that copper art hanging in there was, you know, very energetic, we'll say. So lots of stuff. Um, so just, and we, by the way, we're also swapping them out, um, the vendors, because we do have such a, um, I don't know, a request to be in the, the event or the fairs. Again, because we're not overcharging these things. We're not looking to take percentages of people's sales or anything. It's literally trying to grow the community. Um, then we all benefit. I'm not a fool. I'll benefit as well. More love, the better. Um, so we do swap out the vendors and we're hoping to, you know, maybe cycle them through. That's unfortunate because I probably all, most of them, except the one want to come back. Um, but again, we, we want to open the space up for, to, to cycle different people through. So they all have an opportunity um, because we do pull as a store. We've been open a year now and we're, we're not a small store. I'll just say that. So we pull a lot of customers and then all those customers cycle through the psychic fairs as well, putting them in front of more people. Um, so that again, everybody benefits. There's, there's enough energy for everybody out there in whatever form that is. So let's, let's just make the situation right. And let's try and avoid these little 3d dramas as I termed it at the beginning of this, um, we'll call it a segment on the fair. Um, and you know, expand. Well, you know, this question, <clears throat> excuse me, this question of, um, making money. Okay. One day, a couple of years ago, probably now, I said to my guides, because somebody was who I highly respect and is extremely talented, was having financial problems. And so I said to the guides, I said, hey, you got these people working here and they're not being 3D you know, given enough money to feel secure so that they can expand their own internal abilities with no fear. It seems like this is very limiting. Why do you, why won't you, or why don't they get 
financially secure because you know all my life I've been financially secure in that if you looked at my bills I had more bills than money coming in but for some reason I was always able to make the make the bills I never planned to to for my elderly years because I never really thought I'd be elderly I just it wasn't in my reality and yet I'm still being taken care of you know my dad left me money enough to pay off the house and get so that I can feel like yes I can spend the time doing this radio stuff because I don't have to worry about that that's why we don't charge anybody to listen to these radio shows you know if we could I'd pay the hosts you know the other ones for being on it um, but the the key point here was that okay so I'm saying you know hey come on you know why what and it was so interesting because they said Okay, I'm going to give it to you in my words, my interpretation of them. What they said is that there is a curse associated with money. Now, what happens is that you got no money, so you're out there and you're just getting enough money. Because, I mean, most everybody in the business, say, well, I seem to be able to pay the bills, but I don't feel comfortable. I'm always looking, you know, where am I going to get the money? And, and it's a head trip thing. So you're being taken care of, but not the way you want to be to be feeling like you can really throw yourself into this into this path of of enlightenment. So what happens is that this curse on the money, somebody gets some money and the curse starts to kick in. And what you want to do is you now want to preserve that money. You want to make that money grow. And you become focused on the fact that I have money. I need to protect it. I need it to grow. I have money. Well, that, you know, just really locks in the curse with you because you're saying it's your money. No, it's not your money. It Money, first off, is just it's a conceived notion in our head as to what works, but there's no intrinsic value in it. What they said to me is that if people understood the concept of making money, then they would have more money than they could ever use. And the difference is, is that when you say making money, I make, I tell, I tell you, you know, we make a lot of money, okay? But that money doesn't stay with us. We don't own it. It goes through our hands and out again. And the thing about it, and I've watched this for my whole life, is every time you give somebody a dollar with no attachments to it, just give them a dollar. You need a dollar, I give you the dollar. I got the dollar. Sometimes even if you don't have the dollar, it will come back to you three times over and sometimes many more times than three. So by making money, by allowing it to flow through you, you get enough to be able to make your life feel secure, but you're also making money. You're making more and more energy because you're giving it away. It's metaphysics. It's enerology. This is the way that energy flows. You give, you get. You take become, and, and claim it, everything stops. So it, it's, it's, it's critical to understand that Derek understands that and knows that by putting more into something, it grows. I mean, think about it. 
he really started this this metaphysical wares at the just before the pandemic set in and everything locked down. And so through this whole pandemic, when people are losing their jobs and everything else, he's expanding. Why is he expanding? Because he's giving energy to the to the scenario, to the environment. He's moving it. I'm going to stop there. Does that sound right? No, no, I appreciate it. That's, no, that's exactly what happens. Um, I mean, like I said, there's enough energy for everyone, and, and that can manifest in lots of ways. So no, no, I'm not a full businessman either. You bring in, you know, the vendors, the people, share, get the excitement. They'll bring in, they'll invite others, and then there's larger community. Just and then there's just more, more abundance on everything. So no. Okay, so um, well, Mark, we 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 we're going to talk about graphing, but. Do you have something else that you would like to put on the face? Uh, put on the face. Put on the table. Hello, Mark. Oh wait, you're asking Mark or me? I'm asking Mark. Okay, I thought so. And by the way, uh, I think he might be in a restroom break. I think I saw that in chat just oh. a moment ago. Oh, okay. Go. That you see, um, I don't look at that, and so that's when I ask people when they've left the scene. <laughs> I, I probably should have come up with a different Mark stepped away from the microphone. Than... <laughs> well, he said he got up late. You know, I know how that is. It's yeah. like, yeah. Um, okay, so he's not here, so let's just go into the graphene thing. Uh, is that okay with you, or do you want to say okay. something more? I don't know. Go ahead. Um, uh, let me just ask you. So these fairs are every week? You've got to sign up on your... Yeah. Every other um, weekend, year-round, is what we're planning. So, like, we just had – so there'll be three two-day fairs, so Saturday and Sunday this month because there happens to be so many weekends this month. But so uh, this weekend we'll have a drum circle, guest speakers. I have um, a chiropractor, so Dr. Coddleman coming in tomorrow to talk energy and uh, chiropractic service and how they all commingle. Um, <clears throat> so he'll be what's called a guest speaker. But, yeah, the events happen every other weekend rain or shine because it's inside of our store we we kind of shove all the stuff aside and keep a big open spot which also um seconds as our classroom and just keep that space open for again our guest speakers our our events fairs stuff like that and uh, they just there's lots of information regarding it on our website mysticalwares.com there's a new tab that says metaphysical slash psychic fairs and on there it gives some some explanation and pretty much they just anybody interested to be a vendor again we're, we're opening our space so because i know clearly how difficult it is to well afford get qualified for especially in these drama that we find ourselves now as you were um, alluding to during the again our current world situation i'll just say um to get a retail space or pay for it so that's why we we're opening up and just and having these vendors in here um so they just contact us online and then request and let us know and we'll, we'll email them back the available dates it's very it's really very awesome i'm sorry you're on the you're about as far away from me in the continental united states as we can get <laughs> yeah yeah literally oh yeah you know one corner to the other corner mm-hmm. little... yeah yeah unfortunately it's not an online type thing you can do so no. No, no. yeah for those that make it to washington state we're up in mount vernon um Gadget County, and again, we're, we're open seven days a week too, Nancy. So I don't know if 
I even told you that, but seven days a week, and then yeah, every other week in the fairs, and then I think just watch our calendar because we we put all kinds of classes. Classes are still always free, so lots of things happening. It's a little thin right now because I've been struggling to get certain things on events on the calendar, but we're going to pepper it throughout the month. Very awesome. Very awesome. Um, okay, so. There was so many things that just went through my head, but um, the graphing, because, okay, one of the things, no, let's just go back for one thing, because I did want to talk to you about that. The service animals, okay, you got service animals that can, in fact, detect you're having your sugars off and you're, you're diabetic, and they can, you know, see seizures coming on. And they say that they can even smell cancer. What is it about the animals that that are, I mean, is it just telepath? I mean, it's it's another indication of how deep these animals are, and we just don't even understand, you know, that they're probably in some ways spiritually, you know, knowledge-wise even more superior than we are at the 3D human level. But can you just kind of tell people about, you know, give them a little more feeling for that? I'll try and give my personal input. Um, again, I always like to preempt say I'm not an expert in anything, but I can give you how I perceive them. And I've interacted with lots of them. I've talked to them. And I'm talking about the service animals. Um, different ones, different ways, just like humans. But they, as I like to term it, perceive. They don't just sense it, so they perceive it. And so it's going to be a percentage of lots of things. Maybe physical triggers on the human or pheromones being um, released because something else is going on inside the body. So really they're not even picking up sometimes not even picking up on the actual ailment or symptom that they're trained to pick up on, but they're picking up on another aspect that ties into that symptom of the ailment. So, and regardless, it still gets the job done. It's because it all ties together. So different ways, sometimes it's um, the energies. So and I, I have a friend who was a dog that was the same way. The dog could sit there and nap right next to her. But if she was having the low sugar issue, all of a sudden, the dog would kind of shake, get out of sleep, and start just nudging her leg. It, she was, and it was a female dog as well. So she, the dog, was perceiving, so feeling it on the energy level in that case, um, because clearly she didn't have a, a visual of her um, human uh, counterpart because her eyes were shut. So, um, and then she was asleep, so she wasn't, unless the scent was such it woke her out of sleep, but. You know, so lots of ways of perception, different animals. I mean, there's service animal birds. So, and they don't have the sense of smell. Well, depending on the bird you're talking about, the sense of smell a dog does. So it's all relative. Um, but no, I mean, service animals are fantastic. It's, it's you know, if they're treated right and, and taken care of, um, and I'm finding all kinds of things. I guess it's really easy to, you know, dub an animal a service animal. Um, and you can even buy, I just found online for, well, $68, you get a certificate and an ID card kit um, to do that. And that's unfortunate because it's a legit thing. Um, but when it's that aspect or, I don't know, option, um, be it the service animal, is abused, that, that puts a negative rub on other things. Because after this whole circumstance with us in our fair, uh, my energy just pulled all the way back in on lots of levels. I'm like, well, why do I, do I really need to be doing this? What? And I was going all 3D. Well, this is, uh, <clears throat> well, I'll just be blunt, literally cost us money. I don't want to get you specifics in there. As a business, I know others don't see it that way, but 
that's just some of the behind the scenes stuff. And I won't get into that. Um, and I was okay with that as long as the community was growing, the energy spreading this, that, and the other. But again, going through these circumstances, it, it brings that tense. Like, Oh, you know, do you really want to keep doing this? Um, Cause I could, I could steer this um, energy another way if, if I wanted to. So um, again, try not to get jaded, try not to stay in the 3d. Um, but it is unfortunate. Even looking at this website, I literally brought up while you were chatting last Nancy on how easy it was just to, I can put my credit card and I've got that. And then unfortunately, sometimes the humans will take advantage of that. Um, and then, yeah, so I don't, I don't want to get too much more into it, but unless you have specific questions about something, um, no, uh, the service dogs are amazing. It, it, they truly are. And um, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, even with even with my animals, well, not the cats. They can give crap. <laughs> but like Shiloh, uh, he must be picking up, like if, if something's not right uh, with me, he picks it up immediately. And sometimes I'm not even aware that something's off with me until he starts looking at me like are you okay you know and then I have to sit back and say am I okay you know <laughs> type of thing so um no I love animals they're just so and you know we don't we know we know the degree of intelligence and empathy and and all sorts of emotions that are you know, emitted by a, a, a pet. But we don't know the limit of that. It could be that out in the wild, it's the same sort of thing. But they're wild animals. We don't interact with them. You know, we don't know the limit of the depth of life, I guess I would say. And uh, just pointing that out. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, no, I, I get it. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, up until this point, um, just so it's out there as well, we as a business have always allowed animals in here um dogs cats all kinds of animals birds have come in everything and the, the policy only had to change recently um because of similar situation we we had guest speakers and i'll just be literally during and not just a one-time thing speak guest speakers doing it people holding their their dogs that they come in small to large ones one example was the person had to put the dog down and it went to the bathroom right on the floor in front of everyone in the class and they didn't say or do anything I was never alerted. It was just, and everybody watched and saw, and I was alerted by, <clears throat> excuse me, um, other uh, people, uh, you know, going to the event, so customers and the guest speakers later about it. And then I found a couple other instances where people brought their dogs in and they'd go to the bathroom in the back of the store somewhere on the floor, and just nobody would tell us anything. I mean, I get it. It happens to kind of have fun with it. Um, and that, you know, you can't always control that stuff, but I mean, at least say something, acknowledge, so let's know. So then otherwise what happened was different customers later would come up and say, Hey, by the way, there's a pile of, you know, feces back sitting in the middle of the floor or something stepped in or, I mean, it was so many circumstances like that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I only have, again, so much time and energy to deal with this. Or again, we don't get notified about it. And I show up to open the store the next day. And this is a large 8,000 square foot building where we don't have open windows and doors to just ventilate. So then it would, you know, you can imagine the smell that's going on inside this place and permeating into all our products. We have lots of clothing as well and baskets and things that hold scents. So again, it's not a, 
us by choice one. It was actually, I got pretty upset and frustrated when I had to realize, oh my gosh, I just literally can't allow animals in the store. Because I was excited as a new store owner going, the heck with that. I don't understand why these other retailers don't allow pets. And well, I understand now, um, no matter how much I love animals, and I can't imagine you can love them more than me, um, it's it's just frustrating that, that we can't have them in the store. And then um, it, it leads to other things like this. So that, that's kind of the reasons behind it. And I never thought about some of that stuff as a, from the consumer point of view, going in stores. Um, but, but it literally has happened, I don't know how many times in here. Um, as blatant as, again, just during a, a, a guest speaker class, just going to the bathroom, they just pick up the dog and, and sat there. And then, and then that, again, now we have to bring in, I've had to buy shampooers, pay people to come in, shampoo the carpets multiple times now and be at staff. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just not a good situation. It's really sad that people are that numb. And I suspect it's embarrassment or something, you know, or I mean, I can't imagine any other reason for it. Um, but God, people got to get over this stuff, you know? I mean, I would have said, I would have said, yeah. Oh crap. Derek, yeah. I need a pail and a mop. <laughs> I mean, let's just say it. Shit happens. Come on. Yeah. I get it. I mean, it does. So, you know, oh, I'm so sorry, my dog. Okay. Then we'd say, we'd tell him no problem because we've done that. It's not every single person, but when it has happened, we're like, oh, thank you. Um, and we just, you clean it up. It happens. Not a big deal. You get over it. We even went out and bought special scent removal sprays, all sorts of things because, again, it happens. But when we're not you know, told about it, or it happens that blatantly, or you know, it gets lots of stuff. So, well, it's good to know. <laughs> you know, well, it's not good to know, but it's interesting to know that, you know, all sorts of people get interested in metaphysics, and some of them may not get the basics of real life. You know, like relax, be your authentic self. Something happens, hey, claim it. You know, you're not going to go to hell because your dog pooped on the floor. <laughs> sakes. Oh, yeah. we're not even gonna make it. Up. We're gonna do it. We're the same way. If something breaks in the store, it happens. Yeah. Just let us know if it's glass. We can get in there and pick up the glass. And, you know, well, we have glass. An example would be their bowls. We have two hundred plus types of polished rocks available now. And yeah, occasionally a little kid's gonna reach up and you know maybe get out of sight and pull one over and it's gonna crash and fall in glass. You know, just let us know and we'll pick it all up. The, the worst scenario would be if they got hurt. Or somebody yeah. later on walks through there and broke. So it's not a big deal if that stuff happens. It's just when we're not told. Just, I just wish people would be their own human selves, you know? And have fun with life, for heaven's sakes. Because <laughs> yeah, it can be a very fun place. Uh, anyway, um, Mark, so Mark's back. Um, we're going to talk about graphene, Mark, but... Um, Thank you for talking about the service dogs. I had interrupted our movement here in this show. Um, do you have something you wanted to cover before we begin? No, graphene's a great um, topic. That's that's the whole, you know, the big talk of of, of the world in terms of uh, uncovering uh, the deeper layers of, of secret technologies, right? Well, tell me what you know, because I, I'm interested in what you've seen out there. What, what, what is graphene to you? First off, I so, suppose we should make yeah. the difference between graphite, graphene, and graphene oxide. Is that right, Derek? Is there... We have different forms of it, so yeah, and I'd have to bring up an explanation. So I'll do that in the background while maybe okay. you mark chat, okay. so I get okay. an actual description. Okay, good. 
Okay, so Mark, what 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 do you understand it to be? So I think one of the first places that mentioned it uh, was a Spanish uh, research site called Orwell.city. Uh, they're still doing pretty good work in terms of uncovering what's in these uh, non-vaccines, the uh, inoculations, and like the nanotech that's in them. And so graphene oxide is supposedly one of the main things. And my issue with, I mean, even Karen Kingston, who's a, uh, says she's a Pfizer whistleblower, that that's a big thing. But people keep confusing it that it's magnetic. So what I wanted to read this quote from uh, Tony Pantoloresco, who's been a nanotech expert for, or fighting against it for 13 plus years. Uh, this was his, um, it's independence.podbean.com. It's his uh, July 7th show where this quote comes from. It's from the newatlas.com uh, graphene bad for environment toxic for humans um, article uh, where the quotes from uh, graphene oxide directionally migrates and uh, is deposited together simply under external magnetic fields with common um, NDFEB magnet, which is uh, uh, ferromagnetism. Uh, whereas the ferromagnetism of graphene oxide did not exhibit that strong as iron. Sorry, it's a little quote's kind of broken up. Graphene is extrin intrinsically non-magnetic and absent of localized magnetic moments due to the lack of unpaired spins. Graphene oxide, um, uh, the nanomachine, it's a ferromagnetic and paramagnetic material. In other words, on its own is non-magnetic or a very weak one until it mixes with another oxide, that being iron oxide in the shots. So it's the, the uh, twisting of it or the um, altering of it that gives it its magnetism, all these videos that people see. So I don't know if that made any sense or if it helped. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm trying to understand what, what, what was said. So the, the um, graphene by itself is, doesn't have a magnetic pull, but when yeah. it gets uh, entangled with the iron oxide, then it becomes right. a magnetic pull. Yeah. Hmm. Derek, what do you think of that? No, that makes total sense to me. And they're just getting, um, well, uh, the why? Well, why, did, why does that mean, why does that, why do you understand? Um, what made it magnetic? Iron oxide the, by itself is magnetic. So it's just by pulling it in to the, it's not that the graphene is magnetic now, it's the fact that the graphene seems to be able to grab a hold of this stuff and hold it, so now you've got a, 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 something that's magnetic, correct? That can be affected with frequencies. So, yes, when you have the graphene in you, it's there, and then the way to get it to the structure they want, which is what you're seeing in some of those videos, so it start, starts looking like it's making little capillaries, this, that, and the other antennas, hint, hint. Well, when it's on that, um, the iron oxide, the different irons, that's the handle, let's say, that is being put on the graphene. So now it can be pushed and pulled via that um, to make different forms. You can get creative from there. Clearly someone has. So they're just getting the ingredients into you, the graphene oxide, and then using the iron to, and in different forms, because some sorry, iron in you, and it'll be drawn to that area anyway, as the the, the handhold that they'll use another device 
um, whatever that's going to be. It's going to be frequencies and environments. It's all energy. So when you enter certain environments or states of being, this will these structures will um, again the, the little antennas is long story short what they're going to be inside of you and then well what's going to be broadcast what are you going to pick up now that you have these antennas again I'm just using the word antenna so you get a visualization and uh, I see on the chat lines there was some video just shared and that would give a good example basically yes because we have these graphene particles going throughout our whole body um, if you look at it just like that you know it's it's hard to take it to the next step but once you realize that they the other components the iron the versions of iron in there are the handhold or the way they're using it to make these things malleable um, or you know different shapes and that's a, di and a frequency is going to do that and you know pick their, their okay, means the of okay the frequency can do that and that's a very critical statement because uh, what do they call it CYN, it's when, when you take sand and you add a, a frequency to it and the sand takes on all these geometric shapes. You know what yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, it's going to form a certain shape, absolutely. Right. So essentially you got this, up, on the, up in the chat room is a, a video, the last one I just posted, and you see all, all of these, uh, well, on the promo you're going to see a picture of this, okay? So I'm talking to the people that might be seeing the promo. And because if you've got the link, you can see it moving. But basically, what you see on the, on the slide right now is, or in the photo, is a line of these little things that just sort of like were moving and came together. They, you know, you got all these single ones, and then they come in a little clot, and then and they come in together. So, and I think they're giving it an electromagnetic wave. Aren't they in there? Oh, it appears to be. You know, it, I don't the audio plane but Does they're, it oh a, yeah they're getting it with a frequency yeah so or they're electro yeah so they're they're actually running an electromagnetic field into these graphene particles that then for whatever reason want to come together and we're not seeing enough of this to know is it coming together because of uh, just uh, locality that, you know, well, you're next to me, so you come together, you know, that kind of attraction? Or is there some kind of a geometric form trying to be made? Would that be true, Derek? Oh, yeah, that's exactly how I would see it. And then and they're doing this with other materials anyway. Um, again, putting a certain frequency or energy in the environment, and it's going to tend to follow certain lines, just like orgone does. It likes to follow copper. Well, it'll follow the frequency as well. Um, so, yeah, that's Basically, how I'm perceiving it is they're, again, get, given in it, um, wow, I really don't have the terms for this, but again, getting the, the ingredients or stuff in you that, and then putting together the, the puzzle inside of you. So that's why it's kind of a, they'll say, well, it's, it, it doesn't affect you, it's null or whatever, when it's, if it's in the vaccine, it's for this other reason. That's not what it's about. Um, so it's, yeah, there's, there's a lot, and who, you know, they, they're going to get creative and do different things with it, of course. Um, well, it's, it's, pretty it's pretty creepy to see it happening. Oh, for heaven's sakes, I <laughs> thought I had turned that off. It's pretty creepy to see it happening because, they, 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 you know, there's people with, who are, you know, seeing the, what's in our, these vaccinations as the beginning of transhumanism, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a, you know, 
a stretch in my mind. But when I saw those things moving around and, and, and coming together and stuff, all of a sudden I went, or maybe not, maybe it's not a stretch. If you've taken these things into your body and they want to keep injecting you with these things, and, I mean, could it be that they're building robots from the inside out? I think they're trying to maintain a certain saturation level um, because there's a half-life to whatever you take into your body. You know, unless it's like radiation that kind of stays in there forever and gets kind of seeded in your bones and things. This other stuff, it's a percentage. Even Shungi, if you consume it, it's a percentage, and then you're saturated. And then that's the most that your body can you know, hold without just passing it out. So they're keeping a certain saturation level so the stuff is there for them to manipulate if uh, they want or need be. But also, on the contrary, it's all programmable. So is your body. You're a crystalline. So I'm gonna, nobody get into fear here in this conversation, please, because that just exacerbates everything and anything around us. And you all know that anyway. Um, so if we're upset or, or tension around us, the more we get it, the bigger it gets. So I just want to make a quick point that you are, and again, everybody knows this already, so I just want to do a reminder. Well, it's physics. It has been proven how many times we as humans with our consciousness, our imagination and feelings can program crystalline structures, not just water and crystals. Your body, you, this vehicle is a huge, depending on how dehydrated you are, a percentage of water and your environment. Program it. Take charge. Own your reality. Be in love. And then don't, then you stay out of fear, and then all this other stuff can has less energy and will have less of an effect on you. So I just wanted to do that little caveat on there and put it out. So there's no need for anybody to be in fear. Let's expand our understanding just as we're doing and read more like the great – I just clicked on the link a minute ago that Mark shared on This um, is the Sophia Whoops, sorry, 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 sorry. I no, that's okay. I thought we were maybe jumping into um, – No, no, no. I – I was trying to set up for the break because I realized we were near the top of the hour and I hit the thing and it, it, I apologize. <laughs> anyway. no, that's right. I got it that was just a spiel I wanted to get out so that, you know, that, just to remind everybody. Um, so that's that's kind of what's going on. Um, yeah, take charge. Only don't get into fear. The more that happens, the more it, you know, will. Kind of, um, wow, uh, snowball. Well, yeah, and it's important that we understand what this stuff is. You know, you can't fight it if you don't even see it. And so, you know, okay, there, there's another. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put up another one here. Oh, I'll probably start this up. I'll put it up during the break. Um, where this scientist was talking about um, how what graph, graphene is. And he took a pencil and he made a dot, you know, scribbled a, a circle thing, filled it in. And then he took a piece of tape and he put it on top of it, pulled that up, then put a tape over that and pulled that up. And I think he did that twice. Um, and, and then he says, now you've got graphene. And that completely baffled me that they that just by apparently graphene or graphite is like... Um, uh, like lay layers, I'm asking you, Derek. It's it's kind of like a molecular. It, it goes like sheets, but they're layers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're layers of those little hexagon shapes put together. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So you're like taking it. off the layers until you get to one one layer, and then it becomes graphene. Yep. It's yeah. It's the form of it. Yes. So that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. 
and I'm actually going to bring up uh, the, their actual definition here. But yes, it'd be the so graphene would be you know the the layer of the little hexagons, the six sided shapes laid out like a sheet, like a blanket, right. and then the graphene oxide, yeah, is um, is the oxidized form of graphene. So basically, the graphene oxide is laced with the oxygen. So it's just I don't know. So it's like, you know, spicy soup and not spicy soup. Um, but it makes a big difference. Well, I would think that it, okay, if you've got layers, like, like onion layers, okay, of um, a certain molecular structure, and they're all up against each other, they would also be interacting with each other. Because that that's just the way energy works. So, if you strip off all those layers and you've only got that one thin, thin sheet, I would think that now oxygen would bond, bond to it because there's not the limitation of the covering up from the next layer. Do you, does that make sense? Yeah, it, it makes logical sense to me, but also I'm not a scientist, so maybe there's other parts and pieces we don't know. But Oh, no, yeah. you, are, you are a scientist. See, this is the beauty of what we do here. You are a scientist, I am a scientist, Mark is a scientist, we're all scientists. And we are working in a, a, a field called enterology, which means it's a brand new science, a brand new field. So yes, we're making the science up, but that's how it was done to begin with. <laughs> so, you know, we can say anything. We can claim anything. We're in the enterology. I'm going to tell you that this is the way it is. Because why? Because we're in enterology. We're in the study of energy. We know. Right? I mean, that's how science starts. So don't anybody think that, you know, a scientist got something over you. That's what we are. We were sent here as scientists to look at reality, observe reality, and try to get some kind of a semblance of what in the heck is happening. <laughs> right? And then whatever we think becomes our reality, so you have to be very careful of that part of it. <laughs> Some things you don't want to make up and say, right, that's true. No. no. <laughs> Good point. I just showed a graphic I found online uh, that uh, demonstrates the difference between graphene oxide versus reduced graphene oxide. And so that's just one of them. Um, so there are, there are different images out there that you can put in a search engine and find to explain it more. Um, I don't know if we want to get in the next... I know we're coming up on break, so maybe we can get into the next one. But I am going to purchase some from a, a university, some graphene oxide, and, and do some studies, put it under our – we have a very high-end, high-def microscope um, we've used for other things like glyphosate, Roundup weed killer, and Shungi to see the differences. So in video, so not just images with a microscope. So I am doing that kind of behind the scenes. Um, so that's something to, to look forward to maybe. Oops. Yes, and I want to read, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, we have to figure out how we can do these video things and, and get into some more, especially when you're using that micro, 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 what, what is, microphone, I keep wanting to say microphone, anyway, the microscope, thank you. Okay, I want to read what Sam said, because it's very interesting, we were talking about the, uh, the graphene, and he says they're trying to replace your DNA and cell organelles with synthetic versions that don't have a direct connection to source. That's that's very interesting. Mark, what do you think about that? Uh, <clears throat> I had to get to the mute there. 
Yeah, uh, there, there's a, what do you call it, Tony Pantoloresco interviewed a nurse back in April or March in his, um, that, that site I was, I was giving where she got the AstraZeneca shot. Uh, she's a UK nurse. And she was giving pretty specific details of these experiences of being disconnected from source and then something taking over. So it was almost like listening to an audio horror movie. Um, I don't know, I could maybe put it in the chat, but yeah, that's about right. The biosynthetics that uh, Cyrus Parsa has been talking about and numerous other people like the, the doctors, five doctors, um, Dr. Karen Madej, Lee Merritt. And um, I, I guess it's also part of this aerosolization of the spike proteins in, in big cities that Mike Adams and, and her were talking about. So it's not just from these shots. I mean, uh, Bio-warfare experimentation on, on population is, is pretty common for, for all governments. And um, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're in the worldwide lab, right? So we're not seeing completely publicly the uh, successes and failures of this, really. I mean, nanotech's been sprayed on, on people for decades and is in everything, even food. And they're showing off that whole mRNA in your salad and in, in, in food. So there's no limit to... You know where these things can happen, so we all have to have our different armor layers. I think that it, you know, we talk about the new reality that there's going to be a second reality, and I really think that if you can stand back far enough and look at the the situation in the new reality. We believe in enterology. We believe in energy. We believe in source. In that old reality, they don't really give credence to the energy. I mean, the people that know, know. That's what they're fighting against. But most people, they're so 3D. <laughs> you know, their science is 3D. So, yeah, okay, so you've got this nanotechnology and you're going to inject us all in this terrible thingy. Um, and you're going to changes from the inside out transhumanism and we're going to be this Borg civilization well that's on your in your reality so go have a good time with that this is I don't this does not feel threatening to me I feel like we've got energy it all starts with energy and any of these things if they can be manipulated by electromagnetic energy they can be destroyed by electromagnetic energy so we just have to figure out what that is what's what's the equation but we're sort of at the top of the hour did you want to say something to that or you want to wait Derek? um I'll wait till the next hour and Derek Mark, Derek Mark. Okay, he's not even there. <laughs> All right, he's probably opening up. Okay, so I'm going to um, play our Shanghai theme song. We'll be right back.
And welcome back to the Shungite Reality Show. It is October 5th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condent, although we might not be back right now, and Mark Joseph. So, um, Mark, how are you doing? <laughs> you back? And I'm back as well. Okay, good. Well, at least you're back. I, I'm not seeing Mark. I didn't mean to cut up Mark if he was going to say but I did want to mention that Jalissa is here with us now. I don't know if you saw my message in chat, Nancy. Oh, chat. chat. It, it, well, okay. I mean, I'll just say it out loud, too. She just wanted to maybe make a comment or two regarding our um, first half of the hour topic regarding the dogs and whatnot. It's up to you. Sure. Yeah. It's okay with me. No, so, yeah, everybody listening knows Jalissa Helms anyway. So good morning, Jalissa. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Hi, Mark. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Jalissa. Good morning. Hi. So, yeah, everything that happened, I'm like, it seriously makes me feel so sick and sad, like the whole situation, because this person is trying to make it sound like mystical wares does not allow pets. I'm like, I'm sure most people that came to the store, even listening to the show, remember when we had cats here and we've always allowed pets in. And I heard Derek explain that we had issues. Unfortunately, we had to change things here um, because it's the retail store, but you know, we've done like pet aura readings. you know, we're always very welcoming to that. So it does sadden us that we had to change some of those rules but when this person came into the store for the event um, I had commented that I was in the back of the store and heard barking so instantly hear barking go to the front to let whoever know that pets are no longer allowed and then she quickly said oh this isn't pet. this is my service animal it's like okay and I wasn't fully aware of you know the rules and guidelines for service animals so of course we allowed it but I you know we told her that um that's fine, go ahead and bring in your pet. Um, but we can't have the dog barking or growling at anyone. And that's, you know, what the first, the 
right when I met the dog. That's what had done to me, which we, you know, wanted to let it play out because we know that this environment, it's a lot of energy. It's all good and loving energy, but it still is a lot to take in. So, um, you know, sometimes it can be a little overwhelming for people and animals too. So when, you know, we let it play out and it didn't work out. And now this person is trying to blast us and it's like, no, we're just trying to do what's right. Like if anybody knows us, they know, like we love animals. And I call all animals my fur babies. So they're all my fur babies. Did you have any questions? <laughs> yeah, I was just letting uh, Nancy, let uh, Julissa make a comment on that as well. Some more feedback. Um, on, you know, how the situation went down and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know if you wanted to get back into that at all or, no. or continue on the topic. Yep. I, 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 you know, because I, I think it's important for people to hear the messaging, but um, just let it go. You know, it's, it's distraction and let it go and bless those people. Hope that they can understand, you know, I'm sure the dog understands. He didn't want to come back anyway. <laughs> you know? It's like, uh, people, people. Distractions, drama. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. So, um, okay. Oh, the graphene oxide, did you, did you tell them that you were going to be? I vaguely touched okay. on that. Um, yeah, that we're going to be, so on the graphene oxide, how we looked into it yesterday, Jalissa was helping me out, Nancy and Mark, regarding what I was talking about as far as purchasing some from um, a university, which is what we're going to do, and get it in here and again, you know, play around with it and get get our own, you know, hands-on, um, you know, perceptions of it. And I'm going to I'm gonna play around with some of the energy work around it too and just see how um, energetically malleable it is on different levels. So, yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, because you're going to be able to look at it under a slide and you're going to be able to to interject different types of energies from Oregon to Shanghai to, you know, whatever else might be. And you'll find something that's going to disrupt it or slow it down. And then you're on the path. I mean, that's what Rife did. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, it's the same, same. I mean, they, the science of enterology does not change. <laughs> If something is the answer for what you just saw there, it might be the answer for many more things. And so, yeah, it's, it's exciting. And I really would try that test out with a pencil and, and seeing if you can't get that layer without go, going yep. to a lab. <laughs> do that first. Well, that's still going to be graphene, not graphene oxide, though. So we're going to do But, both. well, I, that's okay. what I'm saying, though. It's graphene, yes. You'll be seeing the graphene. But it's conceivable that because now... It might be that the oxygen is being attracted to it, you know. So, so the oxygen now has a place to to embed with the graphene if it's not in layers. The layers would keep the oxygen out. But if you've got just that one layer, I'll bet you that that's what you're gonna gonna see, is the oxygen is is taking getting in this in the spacing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we're gonna play with it. I'll get. I'll try in different layers, and um, I don't know if you want to get in the explanation to the audience what you're talking about as far as the tape and the pencil and all of that or not. Well, I did. I it. did just a little earlier, and I was gonna post. Well, here, let me post it right now, because yeah. Um, what what I was afraid of is that it would start the sound up. You know, 
<laughs> and then it would be like, oh, interrupting the show. So, okay, here it is, and it, it is going to want to play, yes, yeah, okay, so I'm going to turn you off here. All right, this is Dr. Joe Schwartz explaining graphene face masks, and what he's doing here is he's actually showing you how you can get down to graphene from graphite, and he just takes a pe pencil and does a circle and then takes a piece of tape, gets the graphene onto the tape, takes another piece of tape, I don't know how he's doing it, but pulls that apart, gets the layer off of that, and then I think he did it a third time, and he said, now you've got graphene, which was fascinating. <laughs> so I've got the, uh, okay, I've just taken that, I'm going to stick it over in chat. All right, and the, all of these things that we're linking will be below, well, it will be in the, in the uh, description um, for... Uh, if you go to the see if you go to the archives and you go to the week shows you're going to get the photograph that I would use on YouTube and you'll get the audio just like YouTube but in this case you also have the ability to download directly the audio picture doesn't change it's not much of a video but that's the way they did it on YouTube and so when you're in a podcast if you can go to uh, go to uh, go to the radio tab on cosmicreality.com and you'll see a link to the podcast station. That's got the description in it. And it'll give you a link back to the photo. It'll bring up the photo that we used uh, for the show. So if there's something you, you really want to, you know, like, what's graphing? I want to see a picture of it. Just go through that process of being able to expand your experience with the shows by realizing that there are photographs, you can still download it, you can still listen to it if you go to the archives, and the archives are in CosmicReality.com and you go to the radio, just hit on the radio because you'll see a link directly into the archives and you can get all of our shows for a week, you know, that week, that's what's in there, it's like a blog and the blog is full of, of shows and pictures and then it'll link back to the podcast you know, for the for the description itself. It's a little complicated, but it's not hard once you understand the path. And I hope I gave you enough to go on. I think I think I did. But um okay, so what was I talking about before I got off on that? Oh, because we were talking about the how how to get the graphing. So I just posted that I think. Let me check, make sure it came up. Yes, okay, it came up. Alright. So um yeah, so who knows what it is, but you're going to have fun with it, and somehow or another we'll figure out a way to get these videos of the... Because you can take video of the with using the microscope, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll have high-def video. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Boy, I wish you, weren't, wish you weren't on the other side of the continent. <laughs> I know, because it is fun to do. We actually hook up the microscope to a... a Believe it or not, 110 inch TV, um, Ultra HD. So basic. I mean, you're making even. I literally can make the blood cells because this is a, a really um, high end microphone or microphone microscope. So we can get all the way down the cellular level, and we can actually see. So you can do live blood cell analysis with it. I've already done it, where you take a sample of blood, put it on a slide, and actually still see the blood moving and active in there, doing things. So and I'll, I'll play around with the graphene as well, um, and then we'll get the the graphite oxide uh, do that too. 
then you can get cell phones around it and then different things and just you know see what's going on i want to i want a, a larger understanding so i want to widen my perspective on what can really affect these things and not just go off of what's read online which can be limited of course well yeah because they're not they're limited in the way that they're perceiving what could be you know once you understand that if it's energy it could be anything you know and that's where i mean that to me this is that's the excitement of science now is into the concepts of it's all energy and you're hearing that more and more from from there's this one i don't even remember who he was but he was he had all these credentials he was somehow associated with pharmaceutical companies and you know it was like he get, we was so excited because he had, he had taken he had retired and he took another look at what he'd been doing all his life was no longer vested in it and was able to take a different perspective on reality and he went did you know you can heal with energy he was so he was so excited about the fact that you know oh my god we don't have to use any of this chemistry anymore Everything I've worked my life for, we never had to use. But he was excited about the prospects of energy healing, you know, and that's where we're at. So don't be afraid of this stuff. We're just trying to understand, let's say, what the uh, what the enemy is doing. I don't like the word enemy, but the opponent. Let's just say, what 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 uh, what, uh, what move has the opponent made in the game, you know? And he's made it at a three D chemistry nanotechnology thing, and we're playing the game of enterology, you know, well, let's see, how can we fix this? And, wow. So you merge the two, you take a high-powered microscope, and you look at it, and you figure out, oh, you just put this energy in, and look at what happens. It's exactly what Raymond Royal Rife did back in the 30s. And he ended up curing um well, I thought it was six different cancers, but I saw recently from somebody that should know, 16 uh, different cancers. Terminal. They were, you know, people, that was part of the uh, trial, was that the people had to be, have terminal cancer, and all 16 of them survived. With just a, a little, you know, it, was, it would last for about a couple minutes. Your body would be subjected to this energy that was specifically in a frequency that resonated in a way with that particular cancer that the cancer lost its integrity and molecular cohesion and just fell apart. And you had to wait a couple of days because you, there's so much toxicity from one little two-minute, you know, zzz, you zap them. And boom, they're done. And then you have to wait to get that garbage out of your body before you take another, you know, because you zap the ones that are alive, but they're still growing until you get down to the point that they can't grow anymore. It's fascinating. But that, I mean, that's real science. That was back in the 30s. And why, did, why don't we know about it? Well, because it was made a state secret. Because if you can do that to one cancer cell, well, you can do it to a human being. It's called direct weapons. Direct energy weapons. Do. D-E-W. Okay, so I went off on a little tangent there. <laughs> Yeah, I've done it too. <clears throat> I want to bring Mark back in. Um, see, Mark, do you have any other um, comments, information, postings, anything else you want to share? Not just on graphing, but that as well, on anything else. Because it was a great info brought to the table. Um, so, yeah, just back to 
uh, your guys' headquarters there that uh, uh, directed energy devices as opposed to directed energy weapons. It's all in the intent. So um, that's what uh, your store does with Shungite for, for you know, um, transforming the energy. And uh, one of my favorite examples from the um, metaphysical uh, perspective show, I think it was maybe a month ago, was the S4 buttons. So um, I wonder if Jalissa can tell her a story about how, you know, the necklaces weren't as functionally um, appropriate compared to the buttons, which, I mean, that that's like a whole next level, especially for, um, I suppose, using uh, Shungai in a more, um, uh, I'm not sure how to say it, it's it's not as in the way, you know, and, and it's it's uh, like another armor layer, but not as intrusive. Practical. It's more practical. Yeah. So I liked hearing that story in, in the show a month ago. I wonder if she could oh. go off on that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was halfway listening. I was I was typing some stuff out. Um. So with the buttons, like at least for my children, I haven't done it yet, but I'd love to like sew that into some of their clothes. Because my children, I mean, they can only wear a necklace for so long and then it comes off because they don't like the feel of it, you know, tapping or being around their neck or tapping against their chest. And uh, so it's been hard to find ways to get them to keep it on them, even though they love the rock, but it ends up in a pocket, ends up getting lost, um, which I mean, that's with kids. So, yeah, having those options of how else to have it more accessible. Like now we also have the keychains, and Derek had said something about putting it on their backpack. And I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. So cute little paw print keychain that um, is now on both my kids backpacks when they're at school. And um, we have other things that we're going to be introducing to their school with the safety outlet plugs um, with the Shungite resin uh, on it. We were using paint, but we we're having some issues with the paint. So now we're trying the resin on the outlet plugs and um, putting that around the school. And um, am I answering some of the questions? I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I missed out. Oh, no, that. this is good. Because okay. um, I don't want to call the external environment a war zone too much, but there's just this endless bombardment of so many things. And, you know, when, when we hear uh, businesses putting cell towers in, in churches and schools, it's just, okay, well, what else are you doing uh, that we don't know? I mean, like what's in the food and the air and uh, the energies in, in the classroom. So um, uh, one example is is uh, there's a local teacher here that uses Shungite, and he put like rocks under, like three rocks under each chair. And when he did that for students, um, you know, things just changed, the, the, the room and and the way the students' behavior was. So just different creative ideas like that, applying uh, the, um, the energy devices we have. So I think that's great that you guys are taking it to the next level. And um, especially nowadays with just, I mean, the, the, the fast changes with schools. I don't know if you want to comment further on that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to give out too much information about um, the school that um, – that I'm talking about at the moment, but schools in general, like you're saying with the towers and not just the towers, all the um, electronics that are within the school, the laptops, the cell phones, it all has an effect and it has a feel to it, not just that plastic. 
So I've been to like daycare environments where in the daycare room, it's all plastic toys for the children. And I never, you know, you can just being energy sensitive, I guess, you can feel the energy of the room just based on what's in there. But not until you're like in a different classroom where they actually um, are aware of that and they don't allow plastics and it's just everything's all natural and made of wood and just the energy, the vibration of how that feels is so much more like warm and calm and soothing. So it's like, yes, and then go to a place that is like you just say Best Buy or Walmart and you have all this lights, the TVs, the electronics, the scanners. It's just, it's a lot to take in and it's not healthy. Um, People like, we all kind of forget like, I mean, these phones at one time, I don't know if they still do, they came with warnings. Um, I think the warnings now on the battery, but I mean, it's not, you shouldn't have it on you all the time. And that's just the world that we're living in now. So finding ways to help, uh, help us come back to, oh, I don't know, recalibrating ourselves, <laughs> bring us back to balance. So Shanghai is a really great option, obviously. You know, when we first started out, there was a a friend of mine had a a little girl who took a Shungite bracelet to her best friend in school, Dylan. And when he got in the car with his mom and she said, how was your day? He said, oh, this was the best day ever. And she said, why? And he he shows her the pendant and oh, you know, I got this and it made all the difference because I didn't get a headache on the computer today. And she said, what? She had no idea that every time he went on the computer, he would get a headache. And he said, Mom, it's like having, like being a superhuman, a super uh, hero and having a cloak of protection around me. This was, this was just, I think he was like 10 or 11 years old. But it, it was so, such an overpowering change in him for that one day. And, and they went on and... So the two of them had the pendants on, and pretty soon the kids were starting to look at them like, what's happening over there? Because they were interacting with the electronic system that was in the whole classroom. And because they were doing that, they were changing the spin. So it was no longer, even though the other kids didn't have the, the shungite on them, but you got two powerful kids that are wearing energy devices, a shungite pendant, and it's regular shungite, not this was before silver shungite. And boom, it was adjusting the electromagnetic fields of all of those kids' computers. So, Dylan, yeah, that was like that was a real eye opener when a child could figure that all out. They and they they commented on the other kids knowing what they were doing. You know, they said, you know, and those other, it wasn't the first day. It was like the second day, I think, or third, maybe. But they came home uh, and said, you know, to their moms that, you know, oh, those other kids, now they're realizing that something's changed because they had felt it. But again, they were wearing it. Now they realized that, no, it was permeating the whole system. Yeah, children are so aware. They really are. And pets. It's this adults that tend to forget. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> but no, my kids are so like hyper sensitive, hyper aware. Like even uh, Sam Squatch 
uh, commented in the chat room to put a sticker in their shoes. I'm like, even sliding one of those laminated stickers into their shoe, they could tell that something was different and they didn't like the slight unevenness in their shoe. And I'm like, I remember being that way as a child. I think most of us do. Um, like even with clothing, if it's, um, if it's um, like scratchy material or like this elastic that it, it, my daughter, she just like can't stand that feeling, that scratchy feeling on her body. So it's like, you know, that's just how children are. And it's like, of course, because we know that something just doesn't feel right to us. And sometimes they're just being forced to, or not sometimes, they're being forced to just continue with whatever it is that they're wearing because they have to, they have to put wear clothes, right? <laughs> Well, those buttons are what the answer is, but you might want to try taking some, um, uh, what do you call it, packing tape, you know, like tape, just, you know, but packing tape because it's it's wider, and put the sticker mm -hmm. on it and wrap that sticker into the, underneath the packing tape because that's thinner and it's got more flexibility and they may not notice that. Yes, you're right. Yeah, lots of different things to try. And it's like I said, they love they love rocks and crystals. They love shungi. It's just having something different on their body. <laughs> it's like, okay, we got to uh, try different things and see what works for them. Yeah, I hope that answered some of your questions, Mark. It's fun to chat about those things. Yeah, I mean... Um... I think it's really it's it's really important with the with this changing landscape, and then of course we've revisited or visited for people who are wearing masks or or have their children wear masks, um, spraying the uh, mask inside with colloidal silver, or uh, Derek has that um, organic one at the store. So it's just having these different layers of uh, safety that's you know when you get get them out there, and then <clears throat> even if if uh, this all wasn't happening. You still have the peer pressure, peer approval, and so many children already on on drugs. So that uh, shungite um, field of effect, oh, oh, just by having it on you, you know, it changes uh, things around around um, in the classroom or wherever. So yeah, just so and then even the what do you call it the S um, four magnet, like putting that on uh, the teacher's desk or. Um, I know some of the students, um, what do you call it, tables and chairs, <clears throat> um, that, that'd be a place to put it too. So, yeah, just, just a lot of opportunity to, to apply it. Yeah, there's so many things that we can just, like, play around with. Right? Even if you don't buy our shungite paint, you can create your own if you have the shungite powder. I mean, I um, went really cheap just because I wanted to gift out so much as I could before I came into this role at Mystical Wares, but I bought the fine shungite powder and I went and bought some cheap uh, nail polish. Um, not to recommend it being as used as nail polish, but I mean, you can do that as well. But I used, I put shungite powder and I had colloidal silver at home and I just, you know, mixed it together into the little nail polish and I gifted it out to people and said, Hey, put this on your electronics or put it, you know, just dab a little paint on your outlets or um, light switches and just, it changes the feel of the home and it feels good. So why not you know, get creative? 
what else can we make of this and um, add to our environment? Well, people have heard this forever with us, but the outlets, when you don't have something plugged into them, those outlets are still spewing electromagnetic energy into, this, this is measurable, into your environment up to six feet, four to six feet. Okay, which means that there's nowhere in your house that you can get away from this. But when you put, like the like she's she's talking about, if you put some shungite on the uh, right right on that area, and it doesn't have to be over it, but right on it, you know, just paint it on the back of it. Put the the you know, what do they call the cover? Okay, take the cover, take that little screw out, paint some on the back. You don't need much at all. Put it back on. Now what happens is the electromagnetic field is still coming into the room, but it's coming through a shungite field, and it's reversing. So now it feels pleasant. It feels healing. It feels like a biologically positive field instead of the reversal, which is, means that it's, 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 it's turning contrary to what your body's cells are rotating at. So that's why... You know, she just gave you the cheapest way in the world to make your entire environment feel different because it's not just the electricity is coming off of that. It's because it's already been changed if you've got something on your system. You've already changed the, the flow of the electricity, but it's still an artificial energy field coming into the room, whether it's now bio, biocompatible or not. When you add the shungite, now you're fueling the shungite field in the moving together to give you a, a tinge, tinge the field that's artificial with the natural field of shungite. I hope that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry, I'm laughing over here at the chat, uh, <laughs> Dolly. Um, actually, fanny packs are coming back in style. So, yes, maybe we can do something, play around with... Um, some shungite rubber and put them in uh, fanny packs. So. Yeah, or integrate their shungite <laughs> buttons into it or something like that. But yeah, that's actually a good point. I'm glad Dolly mentioned that. So even stuff you maybe already have in person. And I don't care if it's a, a beanie cap for your head. So yeah, I'm a ball guy, so my head gets cold in the winter. So you can actually, and use often on those, the front edge flips, of course. So you can tuck a piece of shungite rubber or a, stitch a little button in there as well to get it up around. You know, if you perceive it as chakras your your upper chakra sort of deal um and or a, a baseball cap you can do that as well wait, 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 wait a minute wait a minute the fanny pack went out of out of style i've been wearing one for the last 20 years it's some... they're coming back though that's true see see if if you do if, if, if for 20 years you do the same thing sooner or later it'll all be back in style there you go you brought uh, it back around that was you <laughs> Well, well, somebody did question me about it, and I said, <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, it was like, you know, so all you wear is a fa fanny pack? I said, yes. I mean, because I was always losing my my purse. I'd forget about it, you know. And, uh, you know, when it's wrapped around you, you don't lose it. But I didn't realize it had gone out of style. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually, I think we have some here at Mystical Wear. Yeah, we have some hippie-looking yeah. ones. Yeah, uh, I mean that in a good way. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. No, but yeah, we actually had um, like headbands. I think Maureen was making uh, crocheting or knitting, crocheting, crocheting. Um, some like headbands or ear warmers with shungite buttons. But you know, we just 
um, yeah, get creative and find ways where we can incorporate it into our environment and keep it on our body somehow. That's definitely a plus. Yeah, we have limited, um, you know, personnel just to be blunt to make a lot of these things. And that's why we let out the, the recipes if it's something you can blend yourself or maybe provide the buttons or shungite rubber and, and give you suggestions on sewing it here, sewing it there, or cutting the rubber up into different shapes, embedding it in everything from your nighttime eye masks to whatever, an ace bandage that wraps around your arm. But again, trying to provide the um, the tools or ingredients and then, you know, make suggestions for where they use them and integrate them. And that's a good idea. Um, we're going to back around to the safety plugs, Nancy and Mark. We, as Jalissa mentioned, we went kind of quick over, but they were, um, so little plastic safety plugs you'd put into an open outlet is what we're talking about um, to give people a visualization. Um, now it's it's done with shungite silver resin, so the S4 resin, with, it also has the silver particles in it um, and small spots on that, which ties back in what you were talking about, Nancy, as far as affecting the environment quickly and cheaply. Okay, now Dolly's in the chat room and she said you could uh, call them shungite packs and start a new trend. And I read that and all of a sudden I saw uh, a strip of rubber, you know, on the strap that goes around you. So, you know, yeah. it, does, it doesn't, but like, especially for the back, if you put a strap where the back would be, you know, people would be wearing these things for therapeutic reasons. Well, that, especially that, because yeah. it's shungite rubber. There is a difference. Shungite rubber works with the skeletal system and, and will adjust you physically at the 3D level. Uh, that's a great point and an add on or an on alternate way of doing it as well is literally the shungite skin balm that has all the same ingredients but blended in organic beeswax so it has the shungite powder and the silver um, particles and you can literally if you're having a back a spine a muscle issue it's a large chapstick looking tube draw on yourself so now you don't have to worry about readjusting the shungite rubber and yes they all have their places um, but just a, again an, an alternate use or method of applying the shungite is the skin balm you can literally just draw it on that area and you'll keep those particles in that environment. Nah, I like my idea better. <laughs> because because it's a no-brainer. You know, you're out, you're walking around, all of a sudden your back starts aching, you got to pull that out and draw on it. No, your back will not start aching. I guarantee it. I'm so I'm so sure of it that I'm going to go, well, I don't, I don't like to I don't have time to build these things, but maybe I will. <laughs> Maybe I will. Oh, no. I, I think it probably will. I had two ladies in here yesterday that were not familiar with Shungite. They had no idea and not into the energy thing, we'll say, either. They just like shiny rocks, and they found us via um, online search engine, came in. We started talking Shungite, found ourselves in the Shungite area, and when all was said and done, um, they both had um, um, uh, joint issues, so different and there's different terms for it i'm trying i'm kind of blanking out on the term here um oh geez where your fingers and your joints start to kind of tighten up arthritis Arth yeah arthritis yes that is what they were saying then there was another term but regardless they go well i'm open to this and they were kind of having fun with it laughing and drew the shungite skin bomb when i say draw just applied it because it kind of feels like you're doing that on their knuckles and then from across in our classroom area they were i don't know 40 feet across and i heard one of them kind of you know, shout to the other one, how's your, how are your, and one, it was a mom and daughter, by the way. Um, so it was an, an, 
uh, I don't know, the, the mom was probably, I don't know, at least it was probably 70s, and the daughter was, you know, probably 50s or so. Um, and they, she goes, I'm not feeling my pain anymore. It's not, it's for real. And they were just chatting across it. Then they came and joined each other because, um, you know, it's a big store. They're browsing in different areas. But just to perceive or be in that area when that was happening, where she got, the daughter got so excited that she kind of, you know, kind of yelled across the clothing area, Mom, how are your fingers doing? Can you feel it? And then Mom realized that she wasn't feeling the pain anymore. She was still working through the stiffness, so it was still helping heal, but the pain portion was gone as well, and she had more movement. Um, and that was two, you know, air quotes here, non-believers, just, you know, currently in a state of expanding their understanding and energies. So there wasn't a, a huge placebo effect to that, um, but it was just neat to see that whole that whole um, you know situation kind of work out. I was chatting. Uh, I was chatting with Sam. You know, I can't. I got. I got to get this. I got to get this chat room off my <laughs> off my screen. Oh, I can glance at chat. I see. Yeah. I get. Um, I, I get so lost in it. Uh, it happens here too, so I get it. You'll all of us will stumble. <clears throat> excuse me, once in a while. I don't know if you had um, and or Mark. I always like to bring back around Mark. Is it great at keeping us on topic and or um, you know where we need to go? Were there any questions in the various groups um, this this week, Mark, that you wanted to bring up or any other topics? Yeah, there was a new one that just came up. Um, I'm take me a minute to to bring up here. I see. Uh, yeah, um, is shungite supposed to reduce total deposited solids in water? I tried it on my tap, but it doesn't seem to have made much much difference so far. Thanks. Oh, no, not at all. I have a TDS meter as well, um, and that's just a little – it's like a $20 device you can get online, um, really cheap, to just test the um, the particles in your, your water or whatever fluid you're testing. Um no, it's not. It's not a filter. It's not actually grabbing anything. It's not like dumping your water over a piece of charcoal that has a bunch of porous um, areas to it that are catching these things. No, it, it, it's having an energetic effect, um, and that's. And then I can refer anybody, not just for people asking that question or whatnot, but those that are curious, to mysticalwares.com website under the Shungite FAQ. There is a research area that gets into how Shungite has an effect on water, be it the fluoride or the radiation or glyphosate, the, the stuff in the water, it basically removes the molecular, molecular cohesion to it so it falls into its constituents and it's now not harmful. So it's like on a really bad cake, let's say, and then it takes into its parts and pieces, salt, sugar, flour, and whatever else is in the cake, good ingredients now. So it's not removing those ingredients. It's just, um, say, shaking up the puzzle. I should probably start working with that analogy. So a puzzle and then bring the pieces apart and put it back together with something else. So no, it's not going to affect the um, TDS of your readings on your water. Um, That's because the particles in the water can be natural to begin with. The only reason that you have toxic stuff come out is because it's rotating the other way. So when it hits the shungite field, it loses molecular cohesion and just falls into atoms and boof, gone. But if you've got sand in there or things that are, are biologically compatible with life, then no, it's not going to do anything to them. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not, again, you're not filtering it. Um, you're affecting it energetically and then the, the stuff that's in it as well. So, no, that makes sense. I hope that 
helps answer the question they had, Mark. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll direct them to the uh, show archives. So, um, what, so what do you guys usually do uh, as far as um, fall season, Halloween season? Um, you know, seeing how we're in, in the month of Halloween, uh, what's the usual happenings in, in mystical wares and bestsellers in the store? Uh, things that have that fall, autumn season, um, what do you call it, uh, theme? Mm-hmm. As far as Shungite goes or, or even in a healing transformational aspect? Yeah, that's an interesting question. We'll both have to think about that one still. Um, I know that there's different, uh, the different um, plants, or I mean, it would be the different items, and it's often vendor items, and, <clears throat> excuse me, products that are made of plant materials and whatnot, things like that, other different sages, palisantos, and whatnot. Do you have any other? Well, this is our third, Mystical Wears third season, and this is actually. Um, Olivia's birthday month so we (laughs) haven't we haven't gone too big I guess for the Halloween season that most people I think would expect a metaphysical store to do but as you've heard Derek talk before um, we're not big on like the gurus goddesses and a lot of like rituals I guess I guess you could say it's not that we're not I don't know we just we're open-minded and a lot of different people come into our store. So we want to um, make sure that everybody feels welcome here or isn't scared off by something too. Um, but I don't, yeah, we haven't done much of a theme. I mean, there's generally it uh, this year, we have an event planned for Halloween weekend. And so we did encourage our vendors that are signed up that uh, to wear family friendly, friendly costumes. So that'll be fun. Yeah, we're going to do things like that in the store. We'll have some giveaways, um, even for the kids, show up in a costume. We'll maybe um, have it for that whole week or so around the, the Halloween time. Um, again, not, not um, it, I don't want too much in the holiday part, but more about the fun of it. So we're going to kind of modify it here. Um, but no, we're going to try to make it fun so the kids can come in. If you do, you get a free little rock crystal collection. You can have different uh, events and times. Well, you know, you know, I just want to say about Halloween. You know, it comes from the Druid uh, spiritual belief. And they decided that if people didn't go crazy once a year, they'd go crazy during the year. <laughs> you know? so it, And it's because of the thinning of the veil. You've heard that terminology. You know, that... The the, oh, yeah. the separation between you know let's just talk you know from the metaphysics standpoint why this has been you know the time of year where all over the world different cultures you know they see it as this thinning of the veil that the the other side is closer. Uh, I, you know, we're, I'm also told yesterday um, that we're in the, another. I don't know if it's a Mercury retrograde or another, but and for those that are more aware of those circumstances and I am, I'm wondering if maybe every October we're in those same energy, you know, situations or environments. And I have no idea. So I'd have to look into that. Well, yeah. And then yesterday, I guess it was a big planetary thing. And it's like, no wonder, like we have like, and then Facebook was down and it's just, yeah, a lot of um, drama (laughs) that has happened. So we're just trying to stay positive and uh, keep moving forward. But yeah, um, even just, the, the season of the harvest. There's a lot behind that. So it's just um, 
growing our awareness and seeing what all is out there and deciding where you want to fall into those things. Yeah, I don't know what else we would uh, maybe be doing. We'll have to give us some thought. Actually, I'll look online for suggestions on maybe what we do as a business. Um, we have pumpkins. Oh, yeah. That's, actually, <laughs> we have pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. We have some monster pumpkins we picked up from the local farms, and we put them out there. We've done some carving, stuck them out in front. Had some fun with it. And we'll continue doing stuff like that, maybe a little more decor. Yeah, the event will have to um, – we already planned to maybe have some sort of maybe costume contest. I don't know, or like people that come in during the fair. Um, and uh, little goodie bags or something. Yeah, we'll see. Nope, Maybe we should idea. do that. Swag bags from all the vendors that, you know, everyone puts in a little freebie. That's a good idea. Yeah, now we do things like that. Yeah, make it a lot more fun. We're open to suggestions, Nancy, if you have any. You know, what else we can do? And or Mark? No, I'm just kind of bummed out. I can't go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I used to love, I loved Halloween as a kid, you know, because it was a t different time, you know, you're talking about the 50s, and we'd go out trick-or-treating, and you weren't worried about anything, it was just like, you know, a fun time, and something happened, and one of my, we, we'd go as a group, I mean, there'd probably be 10 of us, you know, in this group going house to house in a residential area. And something happened. She had to go back to her house. I go back with her. So we're trying to catch up with everybody else. And we're walking down the street. And coming towards us was a uh, trick-or-treater in a ghost costume, we thought. And just before they got right beside us, they flew off into the air. I swear to God. <laughs> so I have this thing with, with Halloween. It's magical. You know, the thinning of the veils. I love Halloween. It's our time to dress up and pretend to be someone else, I guess. That's, maybe that's why everybody loves it. They get <laughs> sick of their role, so they're going to choose a different role. Well, you know, play. You know I, I, I'm, all of a sudden you're saying that to me, and I had to remember. Now, remember, I'm the, I'm the oldest of ten kids, okay? And Mom would make virtually every one of those costumes. Well, one year she makes a costume and it's of a rabbit. And that rabbit costume won me every year I would win because I would wear it every year and it was the best costume. A rabbit. I cannot believe that I wore a rabbit Halloween costume and I've been down the rabbit hole farther and longer than most people have been alive. <laughs> Talk about ironic. <laughs> I love life. It, it just just when you think you, you won't be surprised again ever, because oh <laughs> my god, that's so funny. Because that's what happens as you get older. Things that didn't have any kind of a real significance to it suddenly take on this profound significance. You know that wow, if you just look at the magic of life and and you know all the ironic very ironic and profound little synchronicities and things that happen but then you're in when you get old enough to to get it and that's where we're as a as, as humanity we're getting old enough to get it now i think we're in a very exciting time positive exciting time even though there's graphene out there <laughs> <laughs> no i agree um i wanted to uh 
comment uh, Dolly had um, chatted is chatting in the chat room and you can you're not interrupting at all when you're you know making comments in here I it makes it more fun and lots of helps us have things to talk about on the show so thank you Dolly and I wanted to read um, infinite awareness um, commented it's the fall um, quote the fall of man into darkness the sun is dying and descending into darkness. And then again, on December 21st, 22nd, 23rd, the sun will stand still, then begin its ascending back to the light. The sun will once again begin or begin to be seen more often. It is astrological. I thought that was nice. Yeah, that gives a good visualization of it, too. I wasn't aware of exactly how all that played out. Oh, and then Sam Squatch. Um, commented to have a harvest one must reap what they have sown so, yeah. lots of um, information in those comments well you know we after this show there's going to be a show uh, and it's called cosmic reality chronicles and it's the cosmic reality radio show but it goes back right now we're playing the ones back in 2015 and Walt commented on it. He said, "Don't you don't you realize?" He said, "Just stand back and realize that what we were talking about and doing back then is set the stage for now." And I think that's one of the things that I most appreciate appreciate about the radio station is that we we have we may not have too many people that are listening to us, you know, on an average broadcast but think of the amount of information that we have historical information that we have uh, a, a timeline blueprint of where we've come from because we've been talking about the same thing since well in my case Walton we started that show in 2014 so you've got all these years of talking and looking at it again I mean you go back and you listen to those shows like it's 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 like it's timeless but it the, was the preparatory phase of where we're at now. So, like I say, it's an exciting time. Yeah, hang on for the ride. Yep, 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 yep. Mark, what else? Anything? Yeah, I was going to say that as well, Mark. Ah, yeah, I'm wondering if, uh, you know, Derek's endless creations of uh, Shungite in addition to, like, the CBD and mixing it with honey, if there's going to be some kind of pumpkin fall edition because um in radio 5g we, we've uh, talked about um dr judy mikovitz and dr lee Merritt recommending this uh supplement called dmg dimethylglycine uh, which helps to um uh, if the cells get attacked by the spike protein whether from the shots or aerosolization you know it's good to have that on hand but there's this article called called uh, the forbidden vitamin uh, b15 at uh, janethull.com where uh, DMG is found in um, apricot kernels, whole grains like brown rice, brewer's yeast, uh, sunflower seeds, and pumpkin seeds. So B15, um, also known as pangamic acid, is used for, uh, you know, which, which um, actually DMG, which is the dimethylglycine, is the active component of pangamic acid, uh, B15. And Russians have been using it for all sorts of things like um, uh, aging, senility, um, reducing brain damage in children, heart disease, high blood pressure. So 
even just on its own, you know, pumpkin seeds uh, goes a long way. So just a, a cool uh, super nutrient to um, have around for the fall season. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you brought all those up, actually. And almost any seeds are good um, for, you know, kind of think stem cells, so base energies and very usable for us. No, that's, that's actually great suggestions. And I don't have something about I've been so pulled in 20 different directions and I'm probably being, um, you know, light on that, probably a whole lot more directions. So it's hard to, to for the invention aspect of it to work on too much of that lately, other than still honing the, um, so for, well, to be specific, cats, um, guashes. Oh man, I know. Did I? Okay. (laughs) Guasha energy tool that we talked about a couple shows ago. Um, So the first one I made was evidently a little kind of thick or heavy. And these tools are, and now that I've got a a, a sample one or an example one here with me, I can see the sizing of it. So I'm currently tumbling a new Cosmic Silver Shungite um, tile in silver so I can form it down to that particular shape for her as well. So that's what I've been working on there as far as that. I'm trying to think of, and actually, I think I saw a message back. Somebody in chat had, had made the, the joke about, and it's kind of a good idea, using the um, Shungite Nuggets as like your eyes for your pumpkin or like snowman, that sort of deal. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. So I thought I'd mention that. Um, yeah, I don't know how else, what else we'd, what I'm thinking. The only other thing I've got kind of on the back burner um, are, and you can, it's a crossover between dream catchers and wind chimes. Um, made of copper and shungite uh, with certain frequencies on the tubes that I've, I've kind of, you know, it's percolating in the back and I haven't fully made it yet. So I'm, I am working on something like that um, to get that, bring through the loving energies into the uh, the more tangible frequency realm where we can actually hear it. So yeah, you can look at, hold shungite, feel it, and know the energy is working because it's, it's painfully clear um, energetically, but I also want you to maybe pick up on it with another couple of your senses in this case with my the wind chime dream catcher version you're hearing your your other shockers your feelings your sight so again tying in more senses um for a a, a bigger effect i guess you can say i like that idea hmm. i'll make sure he does that <laughs> <laughs> great now we have to make sure it manifests yeah and i've actually already cut it and Julissa hasn't actually seen these parts yet um on the copper tubes that I've cut. So actually I'm going to have to consult with Walt, I think on some of this too, um, on the frequencies and copper pipes and see if maybe he has some input, um, but make it a, a, a joint effort. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it should be very interesting energy tool when it comes out, it'll be programmable as well, because as many of you listening know, I like to put copper tubes into my orgone devices, which make them reprogrammable with intentions a little note with a word a name love whatever you want on there shoved in there adds that frequency same just kind of imagine the same type deal within this again dream catcher uh wind chime sort of deal i'll have to give it a new name um that's reprogrammable like that as well so yeah it should be should be a lot of fun plus the um what you already have in the store uh people can prep for halloween parties at the shungai bowl um you know because you have all of these um, conventional store candies, and then you put the candy in, in, in the Shungai bowl, and that help clears it out, any bad stuff in there. Um, and then the, the S4 coasters for all those exotic drinks and, um, you know, making sure everybody's healthy during and, and, and post-parties socials. So, um, yeah, you already got stuff that has a multitude of uses. That's a great idea. 
like even like our little bowls, you might be able to put a candy at a time for your vitamins, but you can like, yeah, get creative and put a coaster at the bottom of the candy dish that you're handing out or, you know, put some shungite, some rocks at the bottom of the candy bowl and hope, yeah, hopefully the kid doesn't get mad when they're at the bottom of it. Like, what? You just left me rocks. All right, rocks. <laughs> well, that's actually funny. It ties in, and I know we're getting close on time here, Nancy, so cut me off if need be, but I'll go quickly. So for those that have pets, so um, you can, it transfers over to the Halloween candy thing. You can have two bowls of water. So if you have a pet that takes the nuggets out of the water, which sometimes happens because they like them, you can put one bowl, put the Shungite nuggets in, place the water bowl inside of that bowl. So a slightly smaller diameter bowl, water in there. You'll still have an effect. So in essence, you've made a huge, I don't know, Shungite bowl coaster sort of deal. But you can do the, the same thing with like bowls of candy or something to get in that environment. So you're not, you know, maybe, you know, so the kids don't grab a little black rock out of that candy bowl or something. So mm -hmm. just another way of doing it if, if somebody was interested. Um, Nancy, I don't know. Yep, I know we're getting so close here, so I don't want to jump on another Well, yeah, I just, I just was laughing, then I couldn't unmute, but it's like, Mommy, I got the piece of coal for Christmas already. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't probably go over too well. And then, yeah. Okay, why don't you guys just um, say goodbye? And we've got a minute and a half, actually. But, you know... <laughs> No, that's good. Actually, you know, I'll just I'll try it. <clears throat> I no, I, I want to thank Mark, Jalissa, you, Nancy, um, all of us, all the listeners, and a big thank you to Dolly, of course, and everybody. So I don't want to leave anybody out. But uh, again, don't be shy in chat, like Jalissa was mentioning. No, that's going to give us topics. That's going to give us input, things to to bounce off of. And if it's just you know maybe off talk topic for another show, well, we're just going to ignore it for now anyway. So don't hesitate is what I'm saying. So thank you, all the listeners, for your input. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for letting me jump on. Appreciate it. Always fun. <laughs> fun show. Thanks, everybody. And we will see you. Well, Cosmic Reality Chronicles is coming up, and we have uh, then the uh, replay of Radio 5G that was very good, and then we have another live show at 6 to, what is the time? 6 to 8. Eastern. Thank you, everybody. Be safe. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.